This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome, welcome. You are here live with Dr. Jeff Forber, your host of the next 30 minutes here on Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff, and we have something new for you. For those of you that have been following us and, and joining us, uh, you knew we had Google Hangouts. Uh, there is Google Hangouts exists no more, but we now have Zoom. So you can now join us live here on video. Bring your dog, bring your cat, whatever the case may be. And you can uh, call in some whatever questions seem to be bugging you, anything that you're just kind of dying to ask a vet for free. And um, all you have to do is go on to PetLifeRadio.com, click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, and you scroll to the chat room and you will see a link. And that link, click on it, will take you directly to our Zoom conference right here, video Zoom. Uh, we can hear you. We can see you. And that's kind of like the way I like to do it. So, um you know, it reminds me uh, much of my telemedicine where I'm looking at the pet, looking at the patient, getting to chat with somebody. It just, it's much more personal when you're talking to somebody. It's almost like you're in your doctor's office. Zoom, Zoom meeting, it's got an ID that the link is there for you. No excuse not to join us. So anyway, we're here for you. A gorgeous sunny day here in Southern California. And I'm off on Tuesday for the Global Pet Expo. That is the world's largest pet industry trade show, and it is a blast. It takes up, oh my God, two huge or maybe even three huge rooms in the Orlando Convention Center. And um, I mean, it, it's, it is a spectacle, someplace that's really fun to be. On Thursday morning, I will be on one of the local news stations talking about kind of what's new for pets, a lot of technology. I, I was just at a trade show last week in Las Vegas. It was the Western Veterinary Conference, one of the two largest. I was there. I was at VMX the month before that, which is probably the largest. And these shows are just amazing. So I was there. There was a cat litter box that was really cool, actually, from Japan. And it, uh, first of all, the cat litter box has a camera in it. So you can follow, if you have, especially if you have multiple cats, which cat is going in and when and how often. And then when the cats walk in, they are automatically weighed. The um, box itself sits on a little pedestal that is a scale. So a cat walks in and it is weighed. And then when they urinate, it subtracts their weight after. I mean, so it's always going down to the grams here. So you can now monitor. If you have multiple cats and one is you're urinating more frequently, the box is always wet, but you don't know which one. Now the box, it's called the Toletta, T-O-L-E-T-T-A. So Toletta will tell you which cat's in the box, when, how often. It graphs it for you so you can actually keep track of your cats and the amount of urine and how frequently they have to urinate. I think that's pretty cool. And as I said, especially if you have like in my house with five cats, I mean, that would be great to know who's going and when and how much. And uh, I think that's pretty cool. But that's the kind of tech stuff we're seeing Uh, at VMX. I think I mentioned this before. They have a, now they have a virtual conference, a virtual trade show. So you don't even have to go. You don't have to leave your office anymore. And you can go to all the booths. You can talk to people, ask them questions. You'll get answers. It's as if you went to the conference. And, um, and, and it's laid out. It looks like, you know, like you, you're in it, almost like those, you know, those things you wear in your eyes and you, and you feel like you're there. That's what this uh, program does. I think that's pretty cool as well. So anyway, 
As you know, now that we have, we're working with Zoom, I'd let you can break in anytime. Just join in, PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Go to the chat room in under Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff and click on that link and you can join us right here. And uh, that's, uh, as I said, it's, it's the best way to communicate. And I'd love to help you with any questions you might have. So um, as you know, for our regulars, I like to peruse the veterinary news. So this is something that I've known for a while, but now they're doing some more studies on it. Elbow dysplasia. Everybody hears about hip dysplasia. And hip dysplasia is very common, especially large breeds. Some small breeds will get it too, but large breed dogs are notorious. But most people don't know about elbow dysplasia. And that is a condition that is usually developmental, also environmental, that hits the elbows to such point that if not detected early where something can be done, then it turns into arthritis, lameness down the road. So the most common cause of elbow dysplasia is called FCP. And that stands for fragmented coronoid process. And we've known that certain breeds have a predisposition. Well, this study broke it down even more uh, in more depth. Uh, Labradors, Rottweilers, and Bernese Mountain Dogs have like a six-fold increase in this. Then comes the German Shepherd, which is a four-fold. Golden Retrievers, three-fold. And then Springer Spaniels, two-fold. So they are, a Springer would be twice as likely to get it than any other normal dog. So... But the Labradors, and I had one of my labs, you know, I've had labs for 40 years. One of my, like two of my labs actually had FCP. But, you know, as A, a veterinarian and B, that we know what to look for in these breeds, especially the breeds that are predisposed. I went ahead and I, we can screen them early. And there's certain things that a a veterinarian could look for on an x-ray that can let you know that this is a likelihood and therefore maybe do the surgery before this turns into a problem and developing arthritis. Um, this is really gross, but it's there. Lobster blood. Lobster blood. According to Professor Robert Bayer, Professor Emeritus at Animal and Veterinary Services at University of Maine. Now, the University of Maine doesn't have a vet school, but they, I guess, have a veterinary services department. Anyway, there's a, an element that is isolated from lobster blood. It's pretty gross. And he received a, a, a patent on it. And this is has shown to have antiviral and anti cancer properties through stimulating the immune system. It is called hemocyanin. And it is, you can isolate it from lobster blood. And the sad thing is, as he writes, is that there are millions of pounds of lobster blood that are just wasted every year. So can you imagine if they can actually just put this to good use to help people and isolate this hemocyanin? So anyway, I think that's really cool. Stay tuned for that one. Parvovirus. You know, it it, it kind of, we see it in almost like a wave. Get that vaccine. Make sure you're up to date on vaccines. That is critical. So um, that's my recommendation. Do not delay. So here's one also. This is, we're nuts, right? Let's admit it. Come on, we can all admit it that we as animal lovers, pet lovers are crazy. We are so crazy that not only did many of, I would like to say us, but it's not us on this one because I didn't have any part of this. But last time, over three and a half million dollars on pet costumes for your dogs. Okay. So as I said, I'm separating myself from that one. However, here's one that I'm with you. And that is we've spent nearly $50 million of cameras that were sold in 2018 to allow us to keep better watch on our pets, to be able to log in, see what they're doing, talk to them. We're crazy, aren't we? But they do say that this has helped separation anxiety for both the owners and, of course, their pets. 
And there are, uh, there are systems where you can actually deliver treats remotely through the whatever system you have. So we know you can talk to them like, you know, like a ring or a nest. And, and it's like, it's funny. <laughs> you ever watch a dog on a camera when you start talking to him and he starts looking around like, oh my God, where, where is he? I, I hear him. I don't see him. So this is uh, something that's great. Where, it's a lot of money, 50 million bucks. So here's something that I like out of uh, UC Davis, my alma mater, that uh, they're using AI, artificial intelligence. So I think that's pretty cool. Stay tuned for that one. They expect to it to be av- available at the end of this year. There's also a new drug that is called, I'm going to have to try to get this right, Sobitirome. Sobitirome, it's a drug that helps fight idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis, which affects Westies on, on a very high incidence, but other breeds as well, but also people. So now, again, one of those situations where in the veterinary world, we are doing work, doing discoveries that not only can help our pets, but they can help us as well. This was a good one, too. Hats off to our mayor in Los Angeles, Mayor Garcetti. But L.A. City Council voted to ban party animals. Those are using wild and exotic animals. I mean, you can imagine people here in L.A. are kind of crazy. They have sometimes too much money. They don't know what to do with it. So when they throw a party, they'll have lions. They'll have elephants. They'll have, I mean, it's like bringing a zoo to a party. It's potentially very dangerous. It's not good for the animals. So the city council has signed a bill to ban these parties, ban these animals coming to these parties, which I thought was very responsible. So I like that. And here's another one that, again, I I often say a week doesn't go by that we don't see this. But salmonella found in a fresh, raw, frozen turkey for dogs. So, again, even though it was frozen, just freezing by itself is not necessarily the answer to eliminate the bacteria from raw meats. And then this one's a boo. This one's a bad Denver. So Denver mayor vetoed a measure to ease the breed ban. Currently in Denver, pit bull and pit bull crosses are not allowed. They are banned. And the city council brought a measure to them that under certain circumstances might there, can they lift the ban? And his answer was no. Under any circumstance, they cannot have pit bull or pit bulls or pit bull crosses. That's a bad thing. Anyway, don't go away. We're going to break. If you want to join me, please, PetLifeRadio.com. Go to Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff, chat room, click on the link, and you can join me live here. When we come back, we're going to have some questions for you. We'll answer them. I'm going to ask them. They've been sent to me, and we'll answer them live. So now I've got this pack of four Sharpay rescue dogs. Jimmy, Coco, another Sharpay, one pug, who is Joe. I have stuck with the Dynavite for, oh my goodness, probably five, six years. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E.com. People remark on, really, how well my dogs look, what beautiful coats they've got. I tell them, yep, they get a regular diet of Dynavite with every meal. Dynavite is nutrition. All I have to do is say dog food. It's a pandemonium. They can be half asleep, and they're up and thrilled. She just looks that whole squeaky clean. You don't need to wait until a problem presents itself. It's far better to keep the dog happy and healthy at all times. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. People do ask how they get Dynavite. I tell them I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet
Welcome back. You're here live with Dr. Jeff Werber here at Pet Life Radio's Ask the Best with Dr. Jeff. And remember, we're new to Zoom. We want you to join us here on Zoom. Very easy to do. Log on to PetLifeRadio.com. Click on Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff. Scroll down to the chat room, little chat box, and there will be a link waiting for you to come and join us live. Get used to doing it. We're, uh, we've been without this feature for a while since Google Hangouts kind of left us, and now we're back with Zoom. So um, let's, uh, let's get this thing going. So as many of you know, if you uh, follow me on Instagram or some of the other, or Facebook, I have my AMA questions coming in on Wednesday, and we answer them on Thursday. So I have some questions that in case you do not have the opportunity to see those, I, would, I figured, you know what, these are great questions. Why not answer them here live on Pet Life Radio until you start giving me your own questions, which I'm waiting for. Get a hold of me at drjeff at petliferadio.com. That's drjeff at petliferadio.com. Or you can just go on and join me on Instagram or Facebook. First of all, just so people know, veterinary school, and you can check with your own doctors if you don't believe me. It's harder to get into vet school than it is to get into medical school. Um, I say you go through life and you will probably or can meet an MD that actually wanted to be a vet. I know three. And they're very successful doctors. They're very happy, but they tried to get into vet school and couldn't get in. You will rarely meet a veterinarian who became a vet because he couldn't get into med school. Now, I have two of my classmates are actually now MDs as well for different reasons. So they are DVM MDs, and uh, that's pretty impressive. And I know a number of them have done that. So um, I know a good radiologist, Dave Hager, who is a, a DVM first, board-certified veterinary radiologist, then went to med school, became a human radiologist, and then he went back to veterinary. <laughs> So, because as we all know, it's much more fun to work with animals than it is to people. Anyway, so, you know, sometimes I meet somebody out and about and uh, they hear, you know, like someone will call me doctor and they go, oh, so what, um, what's your spec? What kind of doctor are you? And I go, I'm a veterinarian. And they go, oh, so you're not a real doctor. What? Are you joking? <laughs> I, I want to punch him. What are you, not a real doctor? When you think about how much more difficult it is to get to vet school than med school, we should be. So I actually have a license plate rim that says, real doctors treat more than one species. So vet school is four years. Uh, the, a, and doing an internship is optional if you really feel comfortable and have had enough experience going into veterinary school, then you can go straight to work. I do recommend more and more and more now for any of you veterinary hopefuls out there, plan on doing at least an internship. You don't have to do a residency. We'll get to that in a sec. But internships, because there is now so much more to know than what I had to learn 40 years ago that I am concerned, unless you had a ton of experience, and I, I did, to be able to get out and start working comfortably, I think that extra year of an internship really is helpful. They are tough to get, so you're going to have to do well in vet school, but um, I think it might be worthwhile. Now, residencies, those are if you really want to specialize, if you want to become a board-certified internist. Uh, cardiologist, cancer specialist, oncologist, behavior specialist, dent, veterinary dentist, pathology, and there's clinical and, and, and anatomical pathology. You uh, might want to you know, become a dermatologist. You might want to you know, become a surgeon. So there are so many specialties in veterinary medicine that those have residencies anywhere from three to four years. And that's on top of the internship, on top of vet school. So it's a haul, just so you know. I mean, don't think it's, it's, it's not easy. Uh, but when you see get out, then you're kind of doing it in that, just that, in that discipline. So um, I actually wanted to be a surgeon and I love surgery, but my problem was it took me so long to get into vet school. It took me four years. So by the time I got out, 
I would have been dead if I said to my wife, I want another four years. So I went straight to work. But now, you know, for me, the best thing in the world was, you know, it's funny how things work out because the best thing in the world was for me not becoming a surgeon, not spending multiple hours a day in a surgical suite with your tech and an anesthetized patient. I love the interaction with the patients. I love the interaction with the clients. And, and therefore for me, and, and, and I love ophthalmology. I do a lot of eye stuff. I treat a lot of skin stuff. I do behavior. So if, to have, I'm kind of like the jack of all trades, master of none. And I feel very comfortable. And I love the variety because I get to do all those things. So for me, not being able to do the, the residency and surgery was actually a blessing. But whatever you like, that, that's the beautiful thing. And you don't even have to practice at all. Veterinarians are needed in industry. They're needed in science. They're needed in tech. There are so many avenues that one could go as a veterinarian where there is a major need. So um, keep that in mind as well. I meet a lot of veterinarians. I just told you I came back from these trade shows. And there are a lot of veterinarians that are working in pharma because they need, they need technical advisors. They need someone to talk to the veterinarians about the medication, about the drugs. I know as a spokesperson for Zoetis, where I was a spokesperson for Apoquil and Cytopoint, I basically interacted a lot with their, what we call technical services veterinarians. So I will tell you that there's a huge opportunity there as well. And then, you know, do what I've done and some of my colleagues, you know, Evan Anton, my friend, Marty Becker, Ernie Ward, we're all do a lot of uh, Justine Lee. We do a lot of media and there is a huge need for that as well. And it's not competitive because there is such a need. I remember I was in New York last year doing Good Morning America the same time that Evan was in New York doing the Today Show. So afterwards, we met for coffee. I mean, it's not a competitive thing. It's, there's so much need, even just on a local level. I get called in to Inside Edition, to KTLA, to KCBS, uh, KCAL, all these, you know, the local CBS affiliate, Fox affiliate, Fox News feed. So again, these are the things that, that when you, if you love animals, if you want to help people, if you want to educate, doing media is also a great opportunity and the opportunities are out there, but you got to make them happen. They're not going to come to you. Trust me. You got to be a little bit more proactive when it comes to that. But again, it's a fun thing to do. Turbo hates getting his teeth brushed and will bite me like crazy. All right. It barely accomplished anything. So sound familiar? I think it probably should. So Here's my suggestion. First of all, brushing teeth is still by far the best way to clean teeth, but what you can do at home to help your pets. So here's what I recommend. It works a lot of the time. I can never say all of the time, but I've gotten a lot of success with my patients and with my, some of my own pets. Oh, by the way, I know I'm not, I just adopted another dog. Go figure. Am I stupid? Yeah, but this one is so cute. A dog from China. It was found running the streets. Ended up in a, a friend of ours' front yard, hiding in the corner. Nobody can go near him. He, she, she would bite. She would growl, snarl, show her teeth. So, of course, being the vet, she called me over to the house. So I go over, and this little poor thing is just tucked in a corner, filthy, dirty. Long story short, I'm sitting there for like an hour offering a chicken. Finally, I can get it in a little pet under the chin. It started trusting my hand. And then I was able to slip a, a leash around its you know, neck and I pulled it out of the bushes. I was able to get near it, pick it up. As soon as I picked it up, oh my God, almost instant calm. It was unreal. So we drove it home. Of course, she was sitting on my lap. My wife drove and uh, we kept it for the night. I took her to a friend of mine's hospital in the morning just to get a scanner. And sure enough, it was microchipped. It turns out this is a dog that was rescued from China, brought back with her sister and to try to get these dogs before they end up at the meat festival. And uh, so brought here. She had it one night and found a foster. So she is at the foster. Dog gets away. The first day at the foster, 
and it's gone for 29 days. This poor thing being chased by coyotes. There were sightings, but anytime anyone would go near it, it just wanted to run away. So it is. it was just scared to act. You can't just imagine this poor thing. Anyway, hearing that it was in this terrible situation, here, knowing that it may end up again in another foster and knowing how fearful she was and knowing that she's also an escape artist, I said, you know what? I'm going to try it. You got to see this dog with my other dogs. And she's last night sleeping in bed with me, head tucked right here. It was unbelievable. She is adorable. She is, she just is so, she, she has no desire to go out to, to try to run away. She'll sit at the door, like when she's in the backyard playing with the other dogs and she hears me or, or my wife, she will come running to the door, jumping up at the door, let me in. She's, it's, it's amazing. All she needed was a little attention, a little love. And man, that goes a long, long way. So anyway, real quick, I want to finish the brushing teeth because we started a few minutes late. We're going to end a few minutes late. So um, what you do is you take a little bit of the paste on your regular finger and you try to just come up to the mouth and pet the dog and just kind of rub the paste up and back and forth, maybe for 10 seconds. If they don't like when you go at them, well, a good trick I have is go from behind. So now your hand's coming in front, all right? And you're getting them from behind and you're just kind of massaging, massaging around. Just I said, five, 10 seconds, you're done. And then give her food, give her a treat, give her, her, her uh, a walk, whatever it is that's fun, whatever it is that they really like and look forward to. Do this every day for 10 seconds, 15 seconds, 20 seconds, keep going up. But always, always, when you're done, it goes straight to what that fun thing, whether, as I said, whether it's a meal, whether it's a treat, whether, whether it's playtime, whatever it is. Pretty soon, you get to the point where you can go back and forth, up and down, you know, either front or behind, whoever works for you, for 30 or 40 seconds, a minute. Then you swap out and get out the little finger brush. The finger brush is this little rubber sleeve that fits over your finger, little bristles, comes with most tooth kits, and do the exact same thing, but now with the finger brush. Now this gets them used to a little bit of the abrasive action. And this, again, start slow, increase and increase it. When you get to the point where the Pavlovian response, seeing this taste of the paste, the coming at you, the rubbing, the massaging, the teeth and gums becomes so positive for the dog. Why? Because look what's happening. Every Afterwards, she's getting her treat. Afterwards, she's getting her meal. Then you know you've got it. Then you can start introducing the brush. The key really is to do baby steps, very slow, a little bit at a time. Always make it fun. Always talk to her as you're doing. Say, oh, my God, you said a good girl. And then she gets her treat. That is the way we slowly get them used to having their teeth brushed. As I said, it works most of the time. Nothing's going to work, unfortunately, all of the time. But do try it. And if you have any issues, please get a hold of me here. Join me maybe next time we're on. I'm going to be gone at a conference next week. So in two weeks, we'll be back. And we can talk about some other questions. If you have any questions, by the way, anything, either send it to me on my AMAs on um, Wednesdays on Instagram or directly here to PetLifeRadio.com. So it's at Dr. Jeff Werber or Dr. Jeff at PetLifeRadio.com at my Facebook, which is just Dr. Jeff Werber. So trust me, I'm very hard not to find. So if you want to get me, there are lots of ways to do it. And um, we look forward to seeing you back in two weeks on Zoom. Remember, you're going you're gonna to log on. You're going to go to my chat room at Ask the Vets with Dr. Jeff on PetLifeRadio.com. And you're going to join us live here on Zoom. Have a great week, actually, two weeks. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.